Chapter Eleven of the Submarine Boys and the Smugglers by Victor G. Durham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Brandon. Chapter Eleven: Women and Children First. I think the gig is all right, sir," reported the gunner's mate, saluting. "We have her free, all ready to launch." "Stand by to launch, then," ordered Jack. Eph, in the meantime, was trying to run in close enough for megaphone hailing. Don't go any closer, Lieutenant Jack ordered at last. Picking up his megaphone, he hailed the foundering steamship. A reply came back, but what it was, none on the submarine's deck could make out. I'll have to give that up, Benson muttered. We'll have to go alongside in the gig if possible. Gunners may try to launch the gig. This was accomplished, the gig floating in the lee of the Grant, and showing herself to be still seaworthy. The oars were passed up from below, the seamen securing their rifles and taking their places in the boat. Give way, directed Benson, after he and Hal had taken their places. The gig had never been intended for very rough water. It bobbed about like a cockle shell even though the sailors bent to the oars and sent her skimming over the water the hundreds on the cynthia's deck watched anxiously as eph turned the searchlight on the gig and the surrounding waters ever shifting the light as the gig advanced that boat will be sunk it can't live went up the terror-stricken shout from the watchers on the liner many a sea was shipped it looked as if the gig must founder for she was not fitted with airtight compartments to keep her afloat when flooded. White-faced but stern, with jaws set and eyes peering straight ahead, the coxswain put all his skill into play. A wave bigger than the others was coming. It seemed certain that the gig would be caught and engulfed. Give way harder, yelled the coxswain. He turned to watch the wave. Just before it reached them, the coxswain turned the bow of the boat, riding to meet the wave. In another instant, the small craft was atop the wave, and riding it in brief safety. Another hard spurt of pulling, the coxswain steered the boat in where the hull of the sinking liner would shield it from the worst of the waves for a while. Splendidly done, Adams, glowed Lieutenant Jack. Thank you, sir, replied the coxswain, still keeping his eyes on his work. Boat ahoy, roared a voice from the promenade deck. If you can live there a minute, I'll have the side gangway loaded. Never mind that. Throw us a line, sir. Two lines, Jack Benson shouted back. Down came a swirling rope aimed for the bow. Gunner's mate Crystal caught it. A second came from the stern. Benson made it his by right of capture. Up he went, hand over hand, along the rope with the agility and sureness of a sailor, while the gunner's mate did the same with the other line. The seamen followed, their rifles slung over their backs. Hal followed Lieutenant Jack. Only the coxswain remained in the boat. It was his to care for. Where is the captain? Jack Benson called as soon as his feet slipped over the rail. Here, 
replied a gray-haired man stepping forward why your commander sent only a midshipman i am the commander of the grant jack replied quietly i am benson junior lieutenant u s navy why you look to be only a boy stammered captain drew perhaps that's all i am sir jack smiled this is my second in command sir ensign hastings captain drew grasped a hand of each at the same time hurriedly introducing himself how long do you think you can keep afloat benson asked not more than two or three hours probably replied captain drew this word was heard by the crowding passengers and passed back through the throng a wail of panic and terror went up then the throng started to surge forward for the lifeboats ready men jack called quietly unsling your rifles open magazines load magazines close magazines now men understand me you will aid captain drew and his ship's officers in loading the lifeboats remember women and children first if you see any man trying to rush a place in any of the boats shoot him on the spot and without an instant's hesitation no true man will try to steal a woman's seat in a lifeboat but some dastardly coward may and if he does he deserves to die instantly that is the law of the sea in time of wreck women and children first if there are seats left then the men may be provided for but any man who tries to deprive a weaker being of a seat may be killed remorselessly no law will punish the slayer lieutenant i thank you for bringing armed men they're needed cried captain drew in a voice husky with emotion we've a good many american and englishmen on board they're helping the crew with a hearty good will to man the pumps and keep us afloat a little longer but we've a foreign horde aboard also some of the scum of the earth and many of them armed they've tried to rush the lifeboats already and that was why i haven't all my boats over the side my officers have shot down three men already for heading rushes we just killed a chinaman for that trick before you came alongside then captain drew gave orders to his mates to lower the boat a seaman from the grant went with each mate stationing himself by a boat ready to shoot any man who entered a boat without authority see here you young jack in uniform you've no right to keep anyone out of a boat who can get in one bawled a hoarse-voiced man crowding close from your speech you might be an american hinted jack coldly i am and just as much an american as you are you've no right to keep me out of a boat if you claim to be an american lieutenant benson retorted hotly then you lie i don't care where you were born any real american has at least a boy's share of courage about him there are men back of me who mean business stormed the fellow who had insisted that he was an american if 
you try to stop us we'll rush you and throw you overboard turning the fellow called out in some foreign tongue there was a wild surging forward women shrieked as they were trampled on benson drew his revolver hal doing the same but jack switched his pistol into his left hand leaping forward and felling the self-proclaimed american with a force that nearly broke the rascal's jaw understand me roared benson any fellow who doesn't behave himself like a man won't even be alive to know when this ship goes down captain drew had also drawn his revolver gunner's mate crystal darted in among the crowding wretches shoving his rifle muzzle in face after face the cowardly gang gave way with a sullen roar of fear women and children forward shouted captain drew come just as you are we'll do no choosing how many women and children are there on board sir lieutenant benson asked three hundred and eighty-eight you can't get them all in the boats sir i know it confessed captain drew we'll take all we can on the grant how many can you take there not more than seventy even packing them like sardines one woman in the crowd did some quick mental arithmetic you can't save us all then she cried drawing back i'll give up my chance to some mother with children madam my hat's off glowed lieutenant jack turning and suiting the action to the word but every woman and child on board is going to be saved if this ship holds up a little longer i promise you that you take your seat in this first boat without hesitation and i'll send you aboard the grant where you'll be dry and have hot coffee though the young woman protested jack half led half dragged her to the boat step along lively called captain drew standing by the boat pistol in hand first choice to women with children mates were loading the other boats a quartermaster was sent to call men enough away from the pumps to attend to lowering the boats one after another the lifeboats were lowered the tackle cast off and the boats short-handed as to oarsmen in order that more women and children might be carried were pulled away now come on you men jack benson called at the top of his voice those of you who know the lingo of any of these foreigners interpret for me bring up all the doors you can if they stick break em from their hinges bring the doors to deck and i'll show you how we'll get away if we have luck captain drew you have a carpenter on board yes and two assistants replied the captain send for them on the jump tell them to bring inch and a half bits and augers what get the carpenters here on the jump sir if you please jack called as he turned to dart away to oversee the bringing up of doors have other men round up all the inch rope you can get all the boats were away by this time except the gig which the lonely coxswain was making heroic efforts to keep afloat this is all right for you you naval officer yelled a man hidden in the crowd when you get tired or scared 
you can go back to your craft and be safe my man jack shouted back coldly i give you my word that i won't seek safety while there's any one else left on this wreck that promise brought a cheer from the more manly ones end of chapter eleven recording by john brandon